Hiring the perfect person to work for you or your company. That's not too much to ask for, right? LinkedIn.com slash team. Let me tell you why it's important to write down. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn job screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire. People with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn.com slash team. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit LinkedIn.com slash team. Again, that's LinkedIn.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. Hope you're hanging in there. I'm hanging in there trying to get by, just like everybody else. I hate when people say, one day at a time. No shit. What am I going to do? I hate that saying. One day at a time. Well, oh, thanks. I was going to go week by week. But now that you said that, I'll I'll back it up a little bit and go day by day. One day at a time. You sound insane. Do you realize that? Anyway, I think everybody (laughs) starting to get on edge. There was a, a fight that broke out in my neighborhood right down the road. No joke. Bunch of neighbors are yelling at each other about something. I think somebody's trash rolled into their yard, and then a fist fight broke out. I didn't see it. I just, uh, there's like a little uh, neighborhood Facebook group, and anytime somebody uh, posts, I I get an alert, and (laughs) we're talking about a fist fight. I'm reading, I'm like, ah, these fucking kids, and then I'm like, nope, these people are like in their 50s. What is happening? People are losing their mind, and they're going to lose their mind if we don't get baseball or some sort of, of live sport on TV. And I've discussed before on here, and I'm sure you've heard, that the uh, two plans that were being put in place was either everyone just playing in Arizona or they split up the two, all 30 teams, 15 go to their uh, Arizona League, the other 15 go to their Grapefruit League in Florida. But it seems like, uh, it looks like CBSSports.com said the likeliest path to 2020 season is players playing in Arizona. And they may be asked to take a pay cut. You know, because if they're going to play, obviously they're not going to get any Uh, money from concession stands and fans coming in and tickets and so forth. But it says all 30 teams in central Arizona quarantined in hotels, playing their games in 10 spring training ballparks, Uh, weekly testing for Corona. So, you know, that's four months, possibly four months away from their family. And I see some people saying, well, you know, they're away from their family all the time during the season. Not really. You know, I mean, the longest they're away from their family during the season, maybe a week or two, those long West Coast trips, those away games, long series. Back home in a couple weeks, good to go. So four months is a lot. And bringing your family to the hotel with you, that could be a shady move because you're going to be start. You're going to be around people. If someone tests for Corona and then it just spreads like wildfire and you go back to the hotel, you don't know you have it and, 
you know, everything just starts shit in the bed. But in this case, it says, you know, the players will be sacrificing a lot here. They have already agreed to take prorated salaries based upon a shortened season, but the owners would be asking them to take even less than that due to, again, no fans coming in, no parking concessions, uh, revenue of the tickets. It, it's it's going to be it's getting crazy. And Mike Trout in the article mentioned this would mean missing the birth of his first child. That's frustrating. You know, I mean, it's not like he would be able to, if he did play, he could go to the hospital, hold his child, and then go back and play because he'd probably be a little freaked out. You know, his wife and a lot of other people would, around people who have to get tested weekly to make sure they don't have it. Unless, you know, obviously he gets tested and he's, he's good to go and then he goes watches his child. I don't know. I, I just know that Mike Trout speaking out and saying something like that, it, it's just a whole fucking mess. It sounds like the players would be social distancing by sitting at least six feet apart in the stands instead of sitting in the dugout, it says. <laughs> it also says there will need to be a balance between money the players have to lose and how long they are willing to be away from all family and non-teammate friends. So, you know, and the Arizona heat. Oh, fuck me. Playing in those uh, temperatures out there in July, August, that's brutal. It's gonna make it. It's gonna make it tough out in that Arizona heat. A lot of players are not used to that. And but it, it says towards the end of the article, they're just gonna continue to monitor like everybody else is. Nobody has a specific date. No one really has a hundred percent plan. So let's hope something gets uh, uh, done here. You know, we need some baseball in our life. Today on the show, a few things obviously with baseball and the Orioles. I got an email, a couple emails. Uh, gonna go over that that I got this week gentleman by the name of Kevin wanted to share some moments that he remembers that he was actually at pertaining to the Orioles of his favorite moments. He was in the stadium, got to witness that. So he wrote in, I'm also going to tell an interesting story that happened with me. I always like to hear from you guys, funny, crazy, exciting stories, uh, wherever, baseball, football, some game you were at, uh, that you always remember, but it was just a, uh, kind of a fucked up situation at Camden Yards. I think it was like in 95, Maybe 97. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm going to uh, talk about that and some other things. Obviously, Mark Reynolds, Steve Pierce retired. And uh, somebody wrote in wanting me to answer some of the questions that they wanted to hear from me. They say, you never answer them. I think they're talking about the episode that I uploaded last week of some of the funny moments from guests that call in. And... Some other things that are on my mind, I'd love to hear from you, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Are you making masks? Saw a guy the other day wearing a mask. I think it was a guy. I don't know. You, you can't tell with everybody with the gloves and the and the masks and people wrapping up their faces. All you see is eyes walking around if you go to the store. But it was made out of leggings and a coffee filter. Hey, fuck it. Do what you can do. My wife said that's what people are using now. She's noticed that. Leggings and coffee filters. Whatever you can do. Just wrap it up. Is there anybody still out there who is not scared of this? Who still feels, oh, this is stupid. Only 0.00001% people are dying. Is there anyone out there still not scared? Because I'm pretty freaked out. Not freaked out where I'm in my house and I boarded up the windows and I haven't left and I'm I'm using my socks to wipe my ass when I take a shit. I'm not that paranoid. I still go out and shop. 
But now it's people that I know personally that are getting coronavirus and it's just freaking me out a little bit. I feel like I'm in the movie The Happening, which is probably the worst M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan, however, Shyamalan and Ding Dong. I always mispronounce his name, but probably the worst movie he's ever made. I thought I saw something of his that was good because Glass sucked ass. But I feel like it's a happening. Like before I walk out to my car from grocery shopping, I always get my wife laughing because I'm looking out the window and I'm like, I can see it. I can see the corona in the air. I feel like it's just looking at me. Whatever. So I am just eating like a fucking pig. I can't stop eating. I know a lot of people are dealing with that because we're just stuck inside. I was eating a large bag of chips the other day watching Dwight Smith play some MLB on PS4. Five minutes after I ate lunch. Five minutes. I'm eating a big bag of chips. And I ate plenty of food for lunch. What is happening? Dwight Smith Jr., you got to log on. You got to follow him. Watch him play that game on Twitch. Hilarious. The guy is freaking hilarious. I never knew the guy was that funny. I mean, usually you don't find out about these guys' uh, personalities unless you uh, see him outside of work, a.k.a. baseball. But everybody is talking about Dwight Smith Jr. I think he's, like, undefeated. He's in some league. I haven't been following him playing this game like a lot of other people. I just kind of see random comments and random posts on Twitter about him, and then maybe for about five or ten minutes I'll start watching some clips. But it's funny. It is entertaining. But, you know, I'm sitting there watching that. I can't, I'm I'm eating. I have to keep telling myself, you're not hungry. You're just bored. I was hitting the gym like every other night for three months. I was doing great. Now I don't even need to wear a freaking belt when I put my pants on. And that's not good. People say, why don't you work out at home? Ah, it's easier said than done. That's why I had to get a gym membership. I, I can't just walk downstairs and work out. I got to get in my car and drive somewhere to get my ass out of the house to work out. I just need to stop making excuses, get my ass in gear, go outside, continue to jog, walk, whatever I can do. Just quit making excuses. Last week, I mentioned about Cal Ripken uh, started on Twitter. And I also mentioned about how some of his tweets in third person and he probably has an assistant or somebody else uh, tweeting for him, which is normal. Famous people do that all the time. They send out tweets. They, they hire people or their assistant sends out tweets just to keep them current. A ton of celebrities do that. Taylor Swift does that all the time. How do I know that? Mind your business. All right? Mind your business. So, Macram Ninser, he's been on the show before. He's written for Press Box Online, The Athletic, Camden Depot. He's been all over the place. But he posted on Twitter the other day asking, how is it possible that Cal Ripken Jr. only has 14,000 followers? He's been on Twitter for a couple weeks now. So he posts that on Twitter and somebody underneath responded with, because no original thoughts, no interaction. Now, I love Cal Ripken. I love the Orioles. I love baseball. But I kind of hear what he's saying. <laughs> I I don't kind of, I 100% understand what he's saying. And there are some people, I, I saw other conversations about that, that said the same thing. You know, why? Just because I was a fan of him in baseball and I'm a fan of of the Orioles, I'm not just going to follow someone just to say I follow them because I was a fan. But then you say that, and I see some people responding with, well, you're not an Orioles fan if you feel that way. 
You're not a true fan. Shut the fuck up. I hate that. When someone tries to judge somebody else on the definition of being a sports fan, of what it takes, that pisses me off. I don't like that. I see battles all the time on social media of people trying to confirm what's a true fan, what isn't. Some people don't like spending hundreds and thousands of dollars to go to the games live. That's okay. But I see some people saying you're not a true fan if you're not willing to spend money. Years ago, I got into a, a very intense debate. Now I, I just walk away. Back then, the uh, you know vein coming out of the neck, face getting red. And when I get done kicking your ass, I'm going to kick yours. Somebody was going to an away game in, in uh, Pittsburgh. See, the Orioles play the Pirates. $300 per ticket, four tickets, $1,200. I thought that was a lot. It was just a regular season game. I think it was in, in the end of May. And this guy was trying to tell me, well, you're not a true fan if you think that's too much money to go watch the Orioles play. And then we just went back and forth. You're out of your fucking mind. You're not out of your fucking mind for uh, spending the money to go watch a sports event. You're out of your mind if you're stating that's what confirms whether or not you're a true fan. I spend plenty of money, a lot more money than that, to go see uh, my favorite sports team play. You know, I always have buyer's remorse if they lose and I'm driving home or flying home on the plane. Like, why the hell did I spend that much money to watch my team lose? But back on uh, uh, with talking about following specific people on Twitter, I I unfollowed Joe Flacco a long time ago. Had a save with M&T Bank check card. Okay, unfollow. I just hate when people judge other people on whether they're a fan or not. You don't want to follow Cal Ripken, don't. I, I, I follow him now. I probably won't unfollow because, again, that's Cal. But if you don't want to follow him because of that reason, I completely understand. I'm with you on that. I'm not judging. So again, you get my point, my rant. Leave people alone. Who are you to judge? Hashtag shut the fuck up. So let's move on. I'm sure you heard the news about Steve Pierce and Mark Reynolds both retiring. Uh, Won a World Series MVP, one not. Mark Reynolds, I was a fan of his. I enjoyed watching him play baseball with the Orioles. He was only with the Orioles for two years. I feel like he's been with the Orioles for like 10 years. I forgot he was only, it was 2011-2012. This guy, when he came onto the Orioles, he was supposed to knock the cock off the ball, which he hit some home runs. 2011, he hit 37. 2012, he hit 23. And then off he went. He (laughs) played nine teams. He got around. And he's one of the only uh, batters that hit the upper deck. Left field in Camden Yards. That was incredible. I always wanted to see him in a home run derby. And I went early to watch him batting practice. Like Chris Davis, if you ever get a chance to go early and watch these guys at batting practice, it is fun to watch. They just completely destroy the ball. Guys like Chris Davis, even when he couldn't hit, even when he was just in his awful slump, which, again, he hasn't got out of that yet, but he would just knock the shit out of the ball during batting practice. And watching Mark Reynolds hit in batting practice was impressive. It was fun. The guy just destroyed it. He's a strong guy. His batting average was that's funny. Uh, 2011 and 2012 both averaged 221 back to back years, and he wasn't fast. And he did play first base. It was funny. People used to be like, "Oh, he's such a great first baseman." Look at all the highlights. He's just laying out. It's because he was never in the right position when he played first base. It just every throw, it would be right on. It would be perfect, right in his glove. And some reason. 
He's laid out, facing the dirt with his toe barely on the bag, and you're like, what the hell happened, Mark? <laughs> Manny will just throw him a bullet from third base. Remember, Mark Reynolds was playing third base before Manny came up. Oh, those are some tough games to watch over at third base. Not saying it's any better now that Manny left, but Mark Reynolds over at first base, that was fun. <laughs> Every throw, you'd hear Thorne, what an amazing catch. Like, well, he wasn't where he was probably supposed to be. He really didn't have to lay out. That old Stevie Pierce is retiring. It's funny to uh, think he played in every team in the AL East. He played seven teams altogether, five of them from the AL East. (laughs) Pulling him aside. All right, Steve, what do you know? What do you know about these guys? And I did post on Twitter, since 1928, it's him and Lou Gehrig, the only two uh, to hit a home run and tally three or more RBIs in back-to-back World Series games. Remember, he was the MVP of the World Series 2018 with the Red Sox. And I will tell you, I was not rooting for the Red Sox, but it was nice to see old Stevie hitting the ball over the wall in the World Series, getting attention. That was great. And he ended with Boston in 2019, just bouncing around. His poor wife coming home every day from work. Well, where are we going now? Well, I haven't heard anything. We're good now. Just don't take your clothes out of the suitcase. Just leave them in there. So Reynolds, Pierce, good to go. Or good luck, good to go. What am I talking about? Good luck, because I know they tune in. They've reached out before. They've participated. Love to get you guys involved. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I'm going to get to an email here in just a second. I think still to this day, the funniest one that I've heard is when the guy took uh, acid. <laughs> and couldn't find a seat, and he thought that while he was peeing, the game was on hold. So he was trying to hurry up and get back. Anyway. So one back, I I think it was in 97. I'm getting old. Damn. So after the game, walking back, walking to our car, and we were parked. A friend of ours had real nice parking at the warehouse. So, So we're just walking back to the car, and all of a sudden, I hear this, you fucking bitch. And I swear I heard a zing right by my head. Well, some girl threw a full beer can at another girl's head, missed her head by about an inch. I mean, this maniac, it was a full loaded beer. It wasn't open yet. Because you could, because when it hit the wall, it hit, um, I think it hit a uh, one of the, the hot dog stands or something, and it just started spraying everywhere. And it zipped by my head. It missed my head by about three feet. And, but the girl was in front of me, a little to the right, and missed her head about an inch. She kind of ran up to her, and, and somebody was holding that girl back, and the, the girl that uh, almost got hit in the head with a beer was turning around, not knowing what the fuck was going on. Well, there was a guy. So the guy who was with the girl who, who almost got hit with the beer walked over towards us and just kept walking. And he was walking with us like he knew us. And I looked up at him. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And he just goes, uh, just walk, just walk. I'm like, okay. So as we're walking, he says, yeah, I, I don't want to get involved in that. I think the, I, the guy was like in his, I don't know, mid-20s. And I remember asking him, like, what, what the, do you know those girls? And he goes, yeah, I know both of them. He's like, the girl that I'm with. And the guy was wasted. I mean, just wasted. And I was having trouble understanding what he was telling me. But what it sounded like is he was with the girl who almost got hit. 
And then the ex girlfriend, his ex girlfriend, attacked his current girlfriend, who he cheated on her with. The girl who threw the beer was cheated on by that girl and him, and he left her and whatever. So he's, he's talking to me, and he's walking with me. He's walking with us as if, like, we're going to give him a ride home. <laughs> like, we almost start getting to our car, and he's still with us. I'm like, what a scumbag move. And, and I remember saying, you, what, you're with that girl, and you, got, you just left her? I said, she's probably getting beat up right now. He's like, man, I don't want any part of that. I said, all right, well, good luck. And we just left. But, <laughs> you know, I've always said, I think I've mentioned before in the show, when it's a when it's a girl fight, I'm getting the hell out of there. Guy fight, look, I'm a guy, I'll stand around. Oh, the guy's getting beat up, you know, maybe go and help the guy if I can. You want to stand around. But when it's two girls going at it, I'm getting the hell out of there. You don't know what there could be. Mace flying around, object, sharp objects getting thrown. For example, a beer. I'm out of there. Forget it. Get me the fuck home. But I just remember this guy walking with us. I'm like, you know, that's your girlfriend. What are you doing? He just said, nope, I'm out of here. Goodbye. Scumbag. Scumbag move. <laughs> and it just exploded when it uh, hit a kiosk. All right. So I got an email from Kevin. Again, you can reach me out, uh, reach out to me, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. A couple episodes ago, I talked about a few of my great moments watching Oil games of what I remember. And uh, not all of them I was there. But just some moments that I remember that really stood out and uh, is always fun to talk about. So he wanted to get involved as well. He writes and he says he's been watching. First off, he says he's been watching a decent amount of Orioles Classic on Masson and the Orioles Live viewing uh, via Facebook Live. He says he's trying to get whatever level of baseball he can right now. And I think that's what we're all doing. And what I'm seeing mainly is people, like I said, logging on to Twitch, watching guys like Dwight Smith Jr., play with the Orioles and there's a ton of other leagues that are out there but uh, he wanted to chime in on some Oriole moments he remembered and he was actually at these games he was sitting in Camden Yards when these happened he was there curse of the Andino he says him and his wife were at this game sat through the rain delay and then watched Davis Rymold and Andino beat the Red Sox and then within a minute saw Longoria hit the walk-off uh, he said it was so much fun, and that walk-off knocked the Red Sox out of the playoffs, which is fantastic. So Kevin writes in, he says, he was there. That was one of his favorite moments, and I, of course we all remember that night. I pissed my wife off that night, I remember. She was asleep, and when he hit the game-winning home run, I jumped up. I'm screaming, hell yeah. I, I, I'm screaming like I'm in a frat house, and you know I have no responsibilities, and no one's in my house sleeping. My my poor wife, she was not happy, but I was, and I expressed it. Uh, obviously, also talking about the uh, Delman Young bases clearing double, of course. I think once a week, either somebody I know talks about it, I get a text about it, there's a YouTube clip going around, someone tweets about it. Oh, what a moment. Uh, but he says he was there. Kevin was there. He was able to witness Delman Young. Hitting that double. And then uh, AL East clinchments. Of course, my wife was there when uh, the Orioles clinched in 2014. Kevin was also there as well. So uh, it's an Orioles fan. He is a fan right there. You know, if, if someone like him didn't fo- uh, didn't follow Cal Ripkins, he's like, ah, he's just not interesting. You can't say shit like, well, you must not be a fan if you don't follow Cal. 
you know. He uh, then says the best pitching performance he ever saw live, July 7th, 2007, Orioles at the Rangers. So he went out to Texas to watch the Orioles play. And he also says in the email that he's been to 25 stadiums, which is incredible. That's incredible. And I, I wrote back and said, there's not too many people who can say that. Believe me. But he said, no, seven. The Orioles were awful, obviously. Eric Bedard was amazing. He said 15 strikeouts, two hits. Both were raced by uh, double plays. You know, in 2007, that was the year he struck out 221. I think I jotted this down somewhere. It was like 182 innings. He was leading the majors with 10.9 strikeouts per inning. He went 13-5, and 316 ERA, finishing fifth in the American League Cy Young voting. He had definitely had good numbers, definitely did well with the Orioles, but a lot of people, when they hear that name, the two names that come to mind are Adam Jones and Tillman. Of course, the trade in 08. Of course, uh, a couple other, Tony Butler, Cam McColio. But yeah, that was a, uh, we got five players for Bedard, and a lot of people were not happy about that. Uh, they wanted to hang on to him. I mean, the, the Orioles were terrible. They were trying to do anything they could. But yeah, Kevin wanted to write in. He, uh, you know, 25 stadiums he's been to, baseball stadiums. And uh, he, when the, when the Orioles were terrible, they were really bad in 07. He flew over to Texas to watch them play. Orioles finished 27 games out. You know, if the Orioles finished 27 games out now, we'd all be like, hey, 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 look at the Orioles go. They're doing all right. They're starting to get better. Um, then real quick, I received an email from Brandon. Uh, he's talking about the episode I uploaded last week of just some funny moments with asking the uh, questions towards the end of a call. Again, if you don't sit through the whole call when I have a guest on, you know, the last five or ten minutes or so, I just ask some random-ass questions, some about sports, some not, and some of them were funny. I mean, Jeremy Connell, 105.7, he kept talking about his first wife cheating on him. I don't know why I just started laughing there. That's awful, but, you know, you just never know what... uh, kind of answers you're going to get with these questions but he said he wanted to hear me answer the questions pertaining to you know athlete or not horse jockeys bobsledding team curling bowlers pro golfer nascar drivers i say no to all of them he says i've never answered them i thought i have no down the list you know horse jockey you just have to be under four feet tall bobsledding team come on did you ever watch cool running curling bowlers pro golfer I think Eric from Barstool, uh, his ex- uh, reason for uh, pro golfers <laughs> for being athletes is, is um, how far they have to walk. <laughs> well, I don't know if that considers uh, to be the definition of an athlete of if you can walk 18 holes. So, Brandon, appreciate the email. But, yeah, I, I, I thought I've said it before down the list. Absolutely not. Do I think any of those guys are athletes? But the guests I have on, more than half have said yes on a few of them which is interesting. Oh, yeah, and of course, NASCAR drivers. I don't think they're athletes, of course, just because they can drive over 200 miles per hour and they're good at sweating. I think that was Paul Valley who said, well, they sweat a lot. Or Who was that? I, I forgot what you guys said. Well, they are because I think it was Jeremy Conn. He said, you know how much they sweat inside that car? It's like there's been plenty of times where I've been inside my car, hot as hell, sweating, going fast down the beltway, doesn't mean I'm a uh, professional athlete. So anyway, uh, again, love you guys getting involved. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I know it's tough sitting inside. Hell, my house has never felt this small before in my life. 
But hopefully, one way or another, we're all going to come together, get through this, have fun talking about live sports again, and uh, hopefully everything goes as planned from there. So, again, love hearing from you guys. You know you can reach out to me anyway, anytime, anywhere. Just find me on all the social media platforms, all that good shit. Till next time, see